Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Win at life. Today we're studying Daf Samach Vav, Daf 66 of Mesech Ksubis. Friends, today we start the uh, sixth parak of Mesech uh, Ksubis. Uh, all right, what do you want me to tell you? It's uh, more stuff about the Ksuba and things like that. Uh, there's some hard parts, but uh, uh, we learned Yavomis. Friends, uh, Alright, we're going to start at the beginning of the paragraph. So things that a wife finds or makes goes to her husband. Uh, and when it comes to her inheritance, that if she inherits stuff, so that would be considered to be um, property that belonged to her, but that her husband is entitled to eat from the fruits of the property. Uh, he can consume those fruits um, during their marriage. Now, if she is, if she ever gets embarrassed or damaged in some kind of a way, so then, so that right, injured in some kind of a way, so then she receives those payments. Well, if she gets damaged or embarrassed in some hidden way, well, then she receives two thirds of the payment, and he receives one third. But if it is in a revealed way, and therefore. I guess he experiences some embarrassment as well by his wife being uh, embarrassed or damaged in such a way. So lo chalokim echod. So he gets two thirds and she gets one third. Shelo yinosin miyad. So he receives his payment immediately. V'shelah. And when it comes to hers, yilokach boin karke. You purchase purchase with it property v'ochel Paris, and then um, he can consume the fruits of that property. Ma'akamash malon tonina. The Gemara wants to know. Um, how come the Mishnah needs to tell us that right, that first line of the Mishnah, right? It says that um, anything that a wife finds or makes and uh, right, so it goes to the husband and then that the Nikhse Malug, he can eat from it. We already know this. We have a Mishnah. Where was this Mishnah? And Memvav. Was it a Mishnah Memvav or was quoted on Memvav? I can't remember now. Um... No, come on. Pages turn. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Mishnah above the base. So it says, "Avzaka bebito bikidushel." So a father merits to uh, to receive the kesef kidushin of his daughter. Bekesef b'shtar bebia. That when it, whether it's financial or by document or by bia, zaka b'mitziyoso, um, he can chaperain things that she finds with ma'aseh and uh, things that she makes about first and Dara and annulling her vows. Mekabalas Gita, Beno Ochaperes Bichayel, I'm sorry, Mekabalas Gita, he could receive her um, divorce document. I believe if she gets divorced from Ayrison, Beno Ochaperes Bichayel, he does not eat the fruits, of, right? If, if, the, if his Katana daughter inherits some kind of a property, so the father cannot eat the fruits as long as she's alive. Nises, but if she gets married, Yosu Olav Abal, the husband gets everything that the father gets, but he gets one more thing, Shu'ochel Peres B'chayel, that um, the husband can eat the uh, fruits of the Nechsei Malug while they are married. So, so, um, new, so we have a Mishnah that basically lists all the things that a father can do. We say that everything a father can do, the husband can do as well. And, 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 and even the husband has one up on the father and that he can eat the, the fruits of the Nechsei Malug. So we basically see from that other Mishnah that just like the father gets the Mitzia Seisha Umaisya there, right, of the Katana, 
So also the husband gets, uh, uh, meaning the father gets the, the, the found objects of the ketana and anything that she makes. So, and we said that the same thing applies to the husband. So we know from there that the husband gets as well as it mentioned in Nixim Maluk there as well. Send for the Gemara. Well, the Chiddush over here in our Mishnah is the Boshes and Pagam piece. That the Boshes and the Pagam, um, we saw Machlokas between uh, the Rabbanon and Rebutim and Biseira, about who gets what. So that is the Chiddush that we need to um, bring in this Mishnah. Excuse me, I got a babble yawn. Well, if I'm putting myself to sleep, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine... Uh, I can't imagine you. What, what, what was that thing? There's like a there's a there's a there's a there's a joke about like a shul rabbi or something. He's given a drasha, and then maybe like what somebody like fell asleep epis and started snoring. So he says to the guy next to him like, "Why don't you wake him up?" And he says to the rabbi, "You you put him to sleep. You wake him up." I think so. Something like that. All right. If it's not a good joke, it, it's it's probably. Uh, my fault as the deliverer. I'm sure it's really in real life. It's probably probably had to be there. Tani Tana Kamei Derove. So a Tana taught before Rove Mitzyasa Isha LaAtzma that that a certain teacher taught before Rove that the Tana Kamei says that anything that a woman finds belongs to herself. Rabbi Kiva Omelavayla. Rabbi Kiva says it belongs to her husband. Now. Omle, Rav says to this teacher, um, When it comes to Haidafe, right, that we said that the, a woman when she is making stuff, so um, the Maiseyade is up to five sellers, and anything above five sellers is considered surplus. Omra Bakiva says, that she can chap it right? If the Maiseyade, that uh, there's an exchange. The husband gives her mizonis, and in exchange, she gets the maiseyadeh. And we say that even though the husband gets the maiseyadeh, if there's surplus, it belongs to her. So then certainly something that she finds should be able to belong to her. It's not part of any kind of deal with like mizonis and maiseyadeh. If the extra maiseyadeh belongs to her, so then something that she finds, I would think that Rabbi Akiva would say, would belong to her as well. Excuse me, one second. So then, so I was saying, it doesn't make sense to say, right, that the Brisa would say that would be Akiva says that the um, that what she finds belongs to the husband. The Tanan is we learned in the Mishnah. Konum shani also lefichu. We've seen this Mishnah before. And Afnun Tes, it says Konum shani also lefichu that if a wife says that anything that I make is uh, also to you. You can't get any benefit from any any uh, things that I make. So I guess like uh, food that I make or whatever. Ain't no tzarich lahafer. The Tanakama says the husband does not need to annul that vow because it's not uh, it, it's not uh, it's not hers, right? Her maise yodayim belongs to him. So therefore, she can't make it also to him. Rabbi Kiva says Rabbi Kiva yafer. That he should annul it because Shemataid the fall of Yosem and Aroilo. That she might make more than the Maiseyadel. The Maiseyadel is only up to five sellers, and if she makes more than five sellers, then it's surplus. And Rabbi Kiva says that the surplus will belong to her. So we see that Rabbi Kiva says that surplus of Maiseyadel belongs to her. So then I would think that um, anything that she finds, Rabbi Kiva would say belongs to her as well. 
Rav is asking this teacher, how can you be teaching a Bryce that says that Rabbi Akiva says that anything that she finds will belong to the husband? Ela Ipoch, rather for the that the Tanakama says that whatever a wife founds belongs to the husband. Rabbi Akiva, Omer Le'atzma, whereas Rabbi Akiva says that she could chap it uh, a rhyme for herself. And just like the surplus of the Maisedea belongs to her, so also anything she finds belongs to her. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavli, he quoted Rabbi Yochanan, When it comes to surplus, that isn't because she pushed herself to create more, right? Meaning if she's just, she's a very uh, efficient worker, and there's surplus because she just works very efficiently and manages to produce quite a bit. So then that surplus, everyone agrees now that surplus would belong to the husband because it's not like she went out of her way to create any kind of surplus. Rather, it was just in the in the regular course of her work, and she's just a very effective, efficient worker. So therefore, so 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 she produced extra, but that extra would go to the husband. But the machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and the Tanakama is regarding. If she makes a surplus, but she really pushed herself, you know, she wouldn't have naturally made that surplus, but she really pushed herself to create that surplus. So then the question is, who does the surplus belong to? Tanakama Savar Levaila. Tanakama says it belongs to her husband, Rabbi Kiva Savar Le'atzma. Rabbi Kiva says it belongs to herself. So we, so now we want to assume that, that finding Epis, finding something is similar to Haidafish Loi De'adchak, is similar to when she creates a surplus, without sort of putting in particular effort. And we said that over there, in that case, everyone agrees it would belong to the husband. So therefore, how could we have a machlokas between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Akiva regarding if she finds something, who does it belong to? If we assume that finding something is similar to everyone agreed that belongs to the husband. How can anybody entertain the fact that it belongs to her? So, no, rather, what she finds is like a surplus, is considered like a surplus that, that, that she exerted extra effort to, 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 to realize. And Plukta Rabbi Akiva Rabbanon, and that would be uh, the machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanon. We want to say that Rabbi Akiva says that Haidof Aideh Chak belongs to her, and we're saying that that's similar to finding Epis, so when she finds Epis, it should belong to her Oichit. What if she works like JavaScript? JavaScript, you have um, asynchronous tasks, you have multiple things happening at the same time. So what if she works in such a way, right? We said that when it comes to Maisei Adel, it's considered, um, right, the Maisei Adel, Right, she gets Mizonus and then he gets the Maisei That's up to five sellers with worth more than five sellers would be considered surplus. And that would be a separate Cheshmin. But what if she created surplus not because she was working so hard, but she was able to get multiple things happening at the same time asynchronously so that she was providing all sorts of value, um, even, right, so she's providing all this extra value, but sort of all, all things are kind of happening on their own. She was kind of multitasking and that's how she got the extra value. So, is that considered, um, you know, is that more like um, the regular kind of five sellers worth? Or is five sellers worth, um, I don't know, meaning like, I don't know, I don't know, like she, if she normally would do like a certain kind of 
uh, uh, activity and, and then she would have to work up to five sellers worth. But let's say she somehow figured out to do two activities at once. So is that sort of twice as efficient in terms of calculating what's considered Maisiadea versus Hadafa? Okay, but Ravina Ravina ups the ante, says, what if she's able to do three or four things at the same time? Take it, we say, so when it came to Boshes and Pegam, so the Tanakama had said that, that, right, that those payments belong to her. Rebuta ben Becerra had said that if it's sort of hidden, so then two, she gets two-thirds and the husband gets one-third. If it's revealed, so then the husband gets two-thirds, she gets one-third. Maskif lo by Rav Khanen. Rav Bar Rav Khanen asked Akasha. Elamiyata, b'yesh susoso shechaveru, ha'chinami dibaru namitane boshes. So we're saying that if his wife gets embarrassed, so, 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 so he, he, he gets paid by it. He gets paid. His wife gets embarrassed, he, he gets paid money. So I don't understand. If, it, if his horse gets embarrassed, does he get paid money? So this is by Boshesu. Well, does a person get embarrassed by when something happens to his horse? El Rokak, Okay, fine. So maybe not his horse. But what if you spit on his clothing? If you spin on his clothing, the, 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 does he get um, paid boshes money? If you can say yes, but that's not true. But we learn in a Mishnah, that if you spit on a fellow, or if uh, you um, reveal a, a, the, the, the hair, the head of a woman, or if you the cloak of a fellow, you have to give him 400 Zuz. If you spit on him, but not if you spit on his garment. So we see that spitting on his garment doesn't allow him to collect 400 Zuz of embarrassment payment. So how come when, when uh, his wife gets embarrassment, embarrassed, he gets a payment? So Bigdo Laisle Zilusa Ishto Isla Zilusa. Well, Isla Zilusa. So uh, if somebody spits on his garment, I guess it doesn't necessarily affect him. But if um, if somebody spits on his, uh, if somebody embarrasses his wife, so then it sort of um, negatively affects him. Amalei Ravina Ravashi says Ravina Ravashi lemiata biyesh ani ben tovim deislei zilus lechulu bnei mishpacha. If you embarrass a, um, a poor person who comes from a from 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 a good family, so if you embarrass him, so you you embarrass the whole family. So do you have to give Boshes embarrassment payments to the whole family? So Ravashi says, Well, when it comes to this family of um, poor people, so they are not all considered one body. But uh, when it comes to husband and wife, that a fellow's wife is like his own body, like his own self, his own, what's the word? I'm thinking of, I don't know, his own person, something. So, so, so therefore, if you embarrass his wife, it's like you embarrass him as, embarrass him as well, and therefore, um, he gets part of the payment. Okie dokie. Fine. Now we get up to a new Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is actually kind of interesting. So pay attention. Wake up. Uh, all right. Let me splash some cold water on myself. Let's talk an interesting Mishnah. I, I was at a chasana last night. I was at a chasana last night. You know who else was there? Hillel Lester was there. And so I was at the chasana, and they read the ksuba of, under the chuppah, of course. 
And afterwards, I, I went up to Hillel. I said, Hillel, it's a good chazar. It's geschmack. Listen to Ksuba now. Under the chuppah, you're thinking, what is it? Is it the Nedunya day, the Tosefta day, Ksuba day, Nedunya day, Tosefta day? You know what all these things are now? Well, the Ksuba, I believe, is the Mona Mosaim. The Tosefes is whatever he adds on to it. Um, the Brooklyn Bridge, and uh, the Nedunya. The Nedunya is, I believe it's the Nechzei Tzon Barzal. It's whatever she brings in to the marriage, the dowry, that he can use that, but he needs to guarantee the uh, fixed amount. So if they get divorced or, or if he dies, so then she gets the uh, she gets back that amount. So if she brings in $1,000, she gets back uh, $1,000. So now, now that is the subject of this Mishnah. The, I believe that's how I understand it, anyways. But this nedunya that she brings in to the uh, so so the subject of this mission is this nedunya, this dowry that she brings into the marriage and how that plays out in the actual ksuba. Let's see. So if a father-in-law um, um, uh, you know uh, says that he's going to bring in, a, he's gonna, he sets a, a dowry for a certain amount. For his son-in-law, but then the son-in-law dies. This father-in-law could say, right? So now, now the brother is going to do yibum. So the father-in-law can say to the yavam, "Look, look, I was planning to give this dowry to your brother, um, but I'm not planning to give the same dowry that I committed to your brother to you." Now, this is very interesting. So if she, so so the husband says, the, the father-in-law says, this, this is how I understand it, I hope I'm right. The father-in-law says that he's committing to $1,000 for the ksubit, for the dowry. So you know what they actually write into the ksubit? $1,500, $1,500. So the father had committed 1000 the husband, right, the chosin, and the father, the, the father-in-law had committed a one thousand dollar dowry. So the 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 the, the chosin writes fifteen hundred dollars into the ksuba. So so okay, so he increases it by fifty percent. So now, um, so now the chosin is basically paying the monoma sign plus an extra. He's committing to. He's committing to Mona Mosaim, plus the fifteen hundred that he's writing from the dowry, and um, which of course he only has to pay in the event of of a divorce or death, and then the Tosefis, whatever he's adding on additionally. So there's those three parts. So now Poskol Achnis Lo Elav Dinar. So again, so 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 her dowry is a thousand dinars. So Mono. So he writes into the Ksuba not a thousand dinars but fifteen hundred dinars. Now, but what if she didn't, uh, it's not cash, it's not a thousand dinars cash, rather they bring in all sorts of different things, I don't know, clothing and different items that they evaluate to be worth a, a, a thousand dinars. Okay, so they're at the, they're at the Chosen's Tish, and they have all these like items and, and uh, uh, clothing and whatever it might be. And they evaluate it there at the chasana. They say this is worth a thousand dinars. 
So you know what they write into the Ksuba? 800 dinars. They reduce it by a fifth. That's because at the, at the Chasana, you know, nobody's going to be skimpy. Nobody's going to say, you know, oh, oh these things, meh. Really not. We, we, we've seen nicer. The father-in-law, the Kala, she's not really bringing in such nice stuff. That, eh, a thousand, you really think that's a thousand dinars? Meh. If anything, maybe it's 600. They're not going to do that. They're going to make it sound geschmack. Everybody's in a good mood. Chosenstish, they're going to throw out a higher value than it's actually worth. So if the people at the Chosenstish are saying that these items are worth, a, that she's bringing in items worth a thousand dinars, he says, I know better. He writes in 800. Okay. So, so that's what happens, right? So, so, where am I? So, if, if there's a value, if she's bringing in value that, right, that's um, uh, estimated, that's appraised, so, so he writes into the Ksube that the fact of the matter is, is that the value is, is one-fifth less, it's 20% less. So, if they value it to be a thousand dinars, he writes in 800. But if they... Uh, if, if the evaluation was for a mana, so a mana is a hundred, okay, so if they, if they said it was worth a hundred, and the fact of the matter is that it's worth a hundred, right, meaning that they're, right, that they're not evaluating at the chosen stish, but they're getting it prop, properly appraised in, in advance, before the wedding. Well, in that case, so then he writes a mana, he writes a hundred dinar. And in this case, he doesn't add another 50% to it because that's only by cash, this isn't cash, this is items. Shumbi mana. Now, if it's punkt vakert, if it's not that um, she's coming, right, they're coming with the evaluated stuff and now he needs to write a price, if we're going the opposite, from the opposite direction, if he writes a price, if he writes in the ksube, 100 mana, and now she's going to bring in, uh, or not 100 mana, uh, um, ela, where am I, shumbi mana, right, so if he writes in 100 dinars into the um, uh, ksube, and then, and then she's going to be bringing in stuff. So then he no sends shloshim ve'echad sel v'dinar. So she gives items that are worth thirty-one sela and a dinar. One sela is four dinars. So thirty-one selas is one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred twenty-four dinars plus another dinar is one hundred twenty-five dinars. So basically, if he writes a hundred, so then they add a fifth, um, which makes it one twenty-five, right? Because a fifth is really a fourth. Fine. If he wrote in 400 dinar, he knows sent his chamish meos, so then she um, brings in stuff evaluated at 500, because remember, we, we decreased by a fifth. Ma she chosen posek ku posek pachas chomish, that whatever the chosen um, is writing into the ksuba, uh, that, uh, that if they had evaluated stuff, he, he writes in minus a fifth, as we learned. Okay, fine. Very interesting stuff. Now says the Gemara Tanur Abonon the Rabbis taught in Tzorich Lomar Rishin Tamul Chacham Veshen Yama Oritz. So now when the Mishnah had said that if the father-in-law was planning to provide a dowry, commit to a dowry that was you know a certain dowry, and then the 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 Chassan dies, so he says to the Yavam, look, I was planning to give the dowry to your brother, not but I'm not looking, I'm not I'm not planning to give you that same dowry. So in Tanur Abonon the Rabbis taught in Tzorich Lomar Rishin Tamul Chacham Veshen Yama Certainly if the, for the, the, the initial brother who died was a Tamil Chacham, and the second one who's doing, who's the Yavam is in Amaretz, well then certainly I understand why the father-in-law can say, I'm not, I'm not planning to give you the same dowry. 
But actually, even if the first brother was an Aretz and the Yavim is a Tamil Chacham, still the um, the Yacholomer Lachicha Yisirotze Litein Lichayevshilitein. You could say, look, I was I was looking to give your brother um, the Am Aretz this dowry, but not to you. Pascal Achnaso Elif Dinor Vichule. We so the Mishnah had said that um, if he was planning to, right, if she was going to, if her dowry was a thousand dinos, so he gives 1500. And then we said that if they evaluated a thousand, so he gives 800. But then we had also said that if he writes in a hundred, so then, you know, she has to bring in stuff that's worth 125. So what's going on with all this stuff? So Hainu Reisha. So isn't this essentially the same thing, right? That if they evaluated a thousand, he puts in 800. If he puts in a hundred, so then she needs to provide 125's worth. So, Tana Shuma Rabba Katani Shuma Zuto. Well, we say, well, the first one was a thousand. We're talking about an evaluation of a thousand Zuz. And here we're talking about evaluation of 125. So, therefore, you know, one's a larger amount and one is a smaller amount. Tana Shuma Dideva Katani Shuma Dido. And additionally, the first part is talking about when she's bringing in the stuff and doing the valuation. The other one is talking about when he's writing into the Ksuba and then they're evaluating. Um, you know, based on, uh, you know, after that. So, they're going to show both there. So, both, you know, a large one and a small one, as well as, you know, who's bringing in the stuff, you know, who, who, is he writing the number based on, on the valuation where he decreases 20, uh, 20%? Or is he writing to the Ksuba, in which case she now has to provide at a, you know, 20, 20% markup? Alright. Fine. So now, the Mishnah says, if, she was going to bring in money, so slow, nice, she should dinar, and so one sela, which is four, four dinars, becomes six dinars, as we said before, right? Just like with the thousand and the fifteen hundred, so four becomes six. You add fifty percent. So now the Tanakhama says that a chosin accepts upon himself to provide ten dinars for like, for her to be able to buy like stuff like perfumes and fragrances and stuff for every mana. So if, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, a thousand, a hundred mana, whatever, ten, wait, a mana is a hundred dinars, right? So if it's a thousand dinars, so he would, um, provide a hundred dinars for, like, perfumes and things like that. The Gemara is going to ask, like, what exactly does this mean? That this all depends on the minig of the Medina if they would actually do this 10% fragrance thing. So now the Gemara asks, one second, why did we just say that if she brings in a sela, he, 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 he writes down six dinars, right? A 50% markup. I already know that from the previous Mishnah where we mentioned a thousand and fifteen hundred. So, Tana Iskarabah, Tana Iskazuta. Well, initially we had mentioned a thousand and fifteen hundred, which is a larger deal, which is a larger amount. And now we're saying four and six, which is obviously a much smaller amount. Avaliska, where am I? Utsricha, and we need both of them. The Tana Iskaraba, if we only mentioned the larger amount, a thousand and fifteen hundred, Dinafish Ravacha, that's because there's uh there, there's real you know proper significant gain there. Aval iska zuta dizuta rivacha emalo, but something like four dinars and six dinars, which like then the day isn't really <laughs> that much of a difference. So I might think that, uh, forget about it. It's not, it's not necessary. You don't need to add the 50% markup there. So, therefore, you need to mention the smaller one, the smaller amount as well. 
And if you'd only mention the smaller amount, the zuter's yuna, that's because um, the smaller amount isn't going to break the bank. But the larger amount, a thousand and fifteen hundred, that's a big difference. It really could break the bank. So I might say no. So you need both the smaller amount and the larger amount to show that in both cases we had fifty percent. Accepts upon himself ten dinars to pay for like fragrances and stuff for every hundred dinars. My kupa, what's this kupa thing? Amravashi kupa shabusamim. This uh, fragrance fund. Vamer Ravashi lo nemu dvar malalu elabi Yerushalayim. It says Ravashi this minig was only in Yerushalayim. Boy Ravashi, Ravashi wants to know b'mona anishama b'mona ameskabel. No, when it says a hundred, right, ten dinars per hundred, is that like if the father-in-law commits to a thousand dinars? And we say that he then has to commit to an extra 500, so 1,500 dinars. So are we saying, you know, 10% of 1,000 or 10% of 1,500? And if you're going to say it's 10% of, 50, of, of 1,500. Um, oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. So like Nishom, we said, was like the evaluated one, which is the Miskabel is actually what he writes, which is at a 20% markdown, right? So if they said 1,000, he writes 800. So is it... 10% of 1,000 or 10% of 800. And even if you want to say it's 10% of 800, so does he then have to provide it on the day of the uh, divorce? Or is it uh, every single day? If you can say it's every single day, Shabbos Vishona, or call Shabbos Vishabbos. Is it every single day the first week or is it every week? And if you say that it's every week, is it every week of the first month or is it every week of every month? And if you say it's every month, is it every month of the first year or every month of every year? Take There was a story with the daughter of Nakdibu Ben-Gurion that she was a widow. That the rabbi said that she's entitled to 400 gold coins, the Kupa Shalbosam for the fragrance fund, for every day. Amr loyem, she said to them, "Kachtifsuku livnoseichem vanoch ve'omen." She said, "This so shall you um, um, establish for your daughters." And they said, "Amen." Um, okay, it's unclear if she was saying that in a positive way, like you know, thank you and I bless you that you should be so wealthy to have this as well, or maybe she was upset that it wasn't enough. Anyways, that was that. Friends, that was Daf Samachvav of Masechta Ksubis. Friends, we started the first, uh, the uh, sixth parak of Masechta Ksubis. Um, the first part we talked about, uh, you know, things that she finds and, and makes belonging to the uh, the uh, husband. And then we actually got to this new mission, which I, I thought was pretty interesting because it talks about the dynamics of how the dowry works and what he actually writes into the ksuba, which of course is what he ends up committing to. Um, and right, if, if she's bringing cash, then he marks it up. Right, he, If she brings in a thousand, he writes fifteen hundred. And if it's... Um, uh, property that needs to, right, if it's like items that need to be appraised, so then we appraise them at a, right, we, we write down in the ksuba, we record 20% less than what was actually appraised. Um, yeah, super interesting. Friends, that was the Peace out.